Okay. Agun Erev Shabbos, everyone. I want to share with you some insights, original insights on Parshas Re'eh. The Friday Shiurim, as always, are dedicated by Rabbi Tzalo Rose and family, Zecher Nishmas, Tzvi, Ben Levi Yitzchak, Zecherna By the way, today's Shiurim are also dedicated by Daily Giving. Daily Giving is an amazing opportunity to make sure that every day of your life you are fulfilling the mitzvah of tzedakah. They are uh, disperse your tzedakah, a dollar a day, to one of about 75 different tzedakahs. And this way, you have a chilek in so many worthy causes in Klal Yisrael. You could sign up today, dailygiving.org. Okay, now, we are, um, I want to share with you some original insights on Parshas Re'e. Let's take note of where the um, brachas and kalos take place. The Pasuk in the Re'e begins, And the Pasuk says, Where do these blessings take place? Where do these curses take place? You know, you have to understand that these blessings and curses are really the linchpin of the whole Torah. They're the very foundation of the Torah. So the Pasuk says, Behold, they are in the Transjordan. It's near Eloi Neimoira, Shechem. So basically, the blessings and curses take place in Shechem. So let's try to Analyze that. Let's study that. Why do these blessings and cursings take place? Curses take place in Shechem. Shechem, of course, is the land, the city of Yosef. Yosef is the midah of Yisoid foundation. So it is certainly of note that the foundation of the Torah is the foundation of the Torah is laid in the city of Shechem, the city of Yosef, who is the very foundation of the Jewish people. So it is of note that these blessings and curses take place in Shechem. But friends, I want to point out then what that means for our time where we see that the city of Shechem is not in our control and the kever of Yosef is constantly desecrated. What does that say about the state of Eretz Yisrael today? That says while we're very grateful that we have access to so many Mekoymes HaKadoshim, but certainly we're awaiting the return of the Shekhinah. And at the same time, we have to recognize that there's something lacking in our foundation even, uh, in terms of what we are able to access in Eretz Yisrael. Next idea, I think this is a beautiful idea. The Pasuk says, You have to break the Avodah of the nations of the world, smash their altars, break their monuments, burn their trees, cut down their graven images, and destroy their name. But don't do that to Hashem. So Rashi says this is a warning not to erase the name of Hashem. Says Ram Gamliel, would any Jew smash a holy side of God? Says Rashi, what that means is, don't commit a sin. And now your sin is going to cause the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. You know what it means? Don't destroy the holy places. Don't commit a sin. 
that you're going to destroy the Beis Hamikdash. So, a few ideas. Uh, one idea just hit me, and that idea is: we know that any generation that the Beis Hamikdash is not built in, any generation that the Beis Hamikdash is not built in, it's like it was destroyed in that generation. Which means that if a person does a sin and because of that the base of Mikdash is not being rebuilt, it's like he destroyed it. Oh, it's like he destroyed it. You're violating the love of Loi Sasun Kain Lashem The same way the Torah says. Oh, sorry, you couldn't see me. The same way the Torah says that. Don't commit an Avera that will cause the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Likewise, don't commit a sin that will prevent the Beis HaMikdash from being rebuilt. Because that's also, that is like you're responsible for destroying the Beis HaMikdash. Now, we know that there's a Pasuk Umikdashi Tiro. Fear of the Beis HaMikdash. Does that apply nowadays? Does the love of uh, fearing the base Mikdash apply? Yes. Because our Bate Knesias and our Bate Midrashas have a din of a Mikdash Ma'at. Now we know the Mishnah tells us that because of the sin of speaking in shuls, it causes destruction to shuls. Shuls are destroyed because of that. They turn into houses of Avedah Zara. So it comes out that those who speak by the davening they're violating a lav of The same way you're not allowed to do Navera to destroy the base of Mikdash, you're not allowed to do Navera to destroy a shul. Because a shul is like a Mikdash Ma'at. So one may think, what's the big deal? They're just having a friendly conversation. They're just shooting the breeze. They're not doing anything wrong. They're not bothering anyone. Well, what if somebody was sinning in the temple and you knew that was a sin that could cause the destruction of the temple? Likewise, one has to be careful not to do an Avera that could cause the destruction of a base HaKnesses. Let us move on. The Pasuk says, Eiz kol hadivarim, Perak Yudbez, Pasuk Chavches. Perak Yudbez, Pasuk Chavches. Shemoyer v'shamata Eiz kol hadivarim ha'ela, asher anoichi mitzaveka, l'ma'an yitav l'cha. The Pasuk says, Observe and listen, Eskal Hadvarim. Rashi says, Shetehei Chaviva Alecha Mitzvah Kala Kemitzvah Chamura. It should be beloved to you, a lenient mitzvah, like a stringent mitzvah. It should be dear to you, a light mitzvah, like a serious mitzvah. As far as I know, this is the first time the Torah tells us such an idea. Like we find in Perki Avash, A few psukim later, we find Perki Yagim Pasuk Aleph, Eis Kal Hadavar, Asher Anoichim Mitzav Eschem, Kal Hadavar, Rashi says, Kala Kechamura, a small Avera, like a stringent one. Why now all of a sudden, does the Torah reiterating again and again, the Indian that we should be careful in a small mitzvah like a great mitzvah. So perhaps it's because immediately before this, the Pasuk says, 
in Paragir Bey's Pasuk Chafei. Loi soichelenu, don't eat the blood. Laman yitav lecha, so it will be good for you. Ulvanecha acharecha and your children after you. Says Rashi, I don't understand. Hashem is promising reward for you and your children for doing what? For not drinking blood? Imagine I told you, be careful, don't drink mud, so that it will be good for you and your children. Mud? Why do you have to tell me don't drink mud? Who would want to drink mud? So why does the tar have to say, don't drink blood? Who in their right mind would drink blood? Says Rashi, from here we see the great reward of mitzvahs. If blood that a person is disgusted with, someone who separates from it, someone who refrains from it, is zoicha for him and his descendants, kavachoymer, for gezel and arayos, that a person's soul desires. So from here we see the great reward even for the smallest mitzvah. Even the smallest mitzvah gets such magnificent reward. You could sit in your house, not drink blood, and you're rewarded handsomely. Ah, that instills within us that every little dust of a mitzvah even, how important it is. So now, for the first time, the Torah says, this yisoid, kal hadvarem, kala kechamura. Next. Next we come to the worst Aveira in the Torah. Loi soi veloi. We come to the Aveira, the Mesis. Someone who tried to persuade others to serve Avedazara. He tries to tell you, come, let's go serve other gods that you don't know, that your fathers don't know, from the gods around us. The Pesach says, Don't love him, Rashi explains. Don't listen to him when he begs for his life, when it's time to kill him. Don't have pity on him. when And say, now we can't kill him. Don't, Try to find a zuchus for him. If you know a chayv, don't hide it. You should kill him. Nowhere in the Torah does the Torah use such extreme language to describe the lengths one needs to go to punish an evildoer. Here you're not allowed to love him. You're not allowed to show him any favor. You can't try to find any zuchus in him. You just have to be cruel to him. What did he try to do? He tried to take you away from Hashem. He tried to cast you away from Hashem. This is called the Mesus Maidiach. Let's make the following Kavachaymer. If someone who tries to persuade someone else to leave Hashem and he was unsuccessful, the Torah says you have to hate him. You have to cover up, you have to cover up any zechus you have on him. If you have anything bad to say about him, say it. Kill him. Don't have any mercy. Then Allah has kama v'kama. What about someone who tries to persuade someone to come closer to Hashem? Even if they're unsuccessful. Imagine the great reward. Imagine how much we have to love such a person. Imagine how much we have to be melamed zechus on such a person. Imagine how if we have anything bad to say, we have to cover it up. Imagine the zuchus of a person who makes efforts 
to convince someone to come closer to HaKadosh Baruch. If this is the vicious attitude we have to have to the Mesus Maidiach, imagine someone, how, how much Ahava and Kavai we have to have to one who is Makari of other people, one who brings other people closer to HaKadosh Baruch. And then finally, the Pasuk at the end of the parasha says, V'samachta l'fnei Hashem alaykecha, Ata uvincha uvitecha v'avdecha v'hamalsecha v'halevi v'hager v'hayasem v'hamana. Says Rashi, My four, can I get your four? You have a son, you have a daughter. You have an Eved, you have an Amma. Well, I, says Hashem, I have a Ger, and I have a, uh, excuse me, I have a Levi, and I have a Ger, and I have a Yasem, and I have, a, and I have an Almana. If you take care of my four, I'll take care of your four. You take care of the Levi, I'll take care of your son. You take care of the Ger, I'll take care of your daughter. You take care of the Yasem, I'll take care of your Eved. You take care of an Almana, I'll take care of your Amma. It comes out, you know, in our generation, there's what they call a shidduch crisis. Many people looking for a shidduch for their daughters. And I think an unknown segula is caring for the ger. The ger corresponds to your daughter. And one who cares for the ger, Hashem says, you care for mine, I'll care for yours. You care for the ger, I'll take care of your daughter. That's an unknown segula that we find regarding um, Bincha, uh, excuse me, regarding Bitecha. Okay, and now we're going to do the imponderables.